Hi everyone and welcome back to the Panama podcast. I am James Prescott, your host. Welcome back to the show. Really great to be with you all again. Um, and uh, today uh, my friend Kat Dean is back on the show. Uh, been a guest many times. Uh, and uh, here again. Welcome back, Kat. Hi, James. Thanks for having me. I was just thinking how I was, I've lost count. Yeah, this is about <laughs> Which is the nice. fifth time or something like that. Yeah, I, um, yeah, must be. I'm, I'm trying to. Yeah, I can't even remember. Friends for a while. Well, the first now. one was during the pandemic. I'm pretty sure, or well, the the height of the pandemic. Um, I think you're right. Like lockdown and stuff. I'm pretty sure that's when the first one was, or just maybe just before that. So it's been a five, four or five years. You know, so we've been on a few times. Yeah, four or five years. Oh my gosh, it's funny you say that. You mentioned the pandemic because. I was thinking a lot. I've been in this space recently of like the, the closing of 2023. I was very much in this like frustration that I was sitting in of just being like, oh, I want to get back. Like in some ways, because of what was removed from us in 2020, the pressure to be in this capitalism cogwheel, that was one of the few privileges that came out of it for some of us. Um, only, you know, like obviously we all had different levels of what we were dealing with, mm -hmm. but I know for me personally, that was the first time that time truly stopped for everyone. And for myself, it was the first time I had slowed down in my life, maybe ever. And I was like really longing to get back. I kept saying, I want to go back to 2020 me. I want to go back. Like I was healthier. I was, had more time for myself. I was probably at my creative height as an individual at so far in my life, but I've kind of been realizing lately, oh, no, even if I try to go back to that version now, it wouldn't, I w we wouldn't be able to align even if we wanted to. And so yeah. really opening up myself this year to the thought of who am I now? Like, it's okay to not really know who, who I am at this moment. I definitely have and, a lot of experience of that as well. And in my own journey that like, you have those moments where you think, oh, I've changed a lot. Like, mm -hmm. I, you know, I know I've changed completely from the person that I was, but who am I now? Like, and I almost don't want to know exactly who I am now because I don't want to pigeonhole it. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, um, like put that in a box. Yeah. I want to just be that person and then explore who that person is and discover it almost in, rather than try and kind of find a listed definition and fit it in a box. Um, I feel like the world is very good, especially if you're a creative entrepreneur in any way, an artist, a writer. I do tarot as well. So like in that area, I think all the time people always tell you, well, you need to find your niche. You need to pin yourself down to this to in order to attract this. And I think I've always really rebelled against that um, because I don't feel like that is who I am as a person. But um, I don't know if you ever feel that way. Rebelling against yourself. You yeah, rebel. I mean, rebelling in the sense of like, I don't, um, I'm trying to figure out an example. Like, you know, let's say that I'm a tarot reader and people are like, okay, we'll only focus on tarot when you post. And it's See, like, oh, but I, I can't do that though, because I have so many other interests and facets oh, of yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. 
So kind of rebelling yeah. against who like the system wants you to be. It was pigeonholed into. Because we all have things that we're, you know, good at and specialise in and people respect us for and listen to us for, right? For me it's often grief and talking about grief and death and all of those things, which I love talking about. I mean I just I love talking about them, I talk about them a lot. Um, but those aren't the only things I talk about. The only thing, the only, the only, only things I write about, um, or that I love talking about. So, yeah, I understand what you mean in that, like, it, it's just got to be you rather than like I'm going to fit a role that someone is assigning to me. Yeah, yeah, and I felt very pressured for a while, even talking about you know we've had so many conversations around deconstruction and our backgrounds with that. And it's not that I don't enjoy having those conversations, but there was a moment in time there where I was like, oh, well, this is going to be the defining thing everyone knows about me because I have to talk about, I have, you know, like this is what everyone wants to know about me. This is the thing that sometimes makes people the most curious because it's so different from their lived experience if they didn't grow up in a cult, right? And so sometimes I find myself just also being really married to like pigeonholing myself in those narratives just because I've gotten so used to showing up in them for other people. And um, I've really been kind of unpacking that and where that comes from. And I don't know if I have any answers yet, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got, I think I've moved way beyond the whole deconstruction term mm-hmm. and the whole, de- even the deconstruction community. As it is, same likewise. As it is on like social media and everything, and I love them. Like I really do, and oh yeah, I love what they're doing, and I love some of the things that uh, the events that they're holding, and some of the things they're talking about, and some of the yeah, you know, that gets me excited, and I like seeing people do that. But I, that's not me. I mean, that's not what I'm doing anymore, and it's not where I am anymore, and that's fine. That's yeah, we evolved. Yeah, and I love that word evolved. That's that's the whole thing. I was like, I was. I've been thinking a lot about the term evolution versus revolution. And Mm. like, I think capitalism, when I was thinking about New Year and how capitalism kind of wants us to have a revolution at the beginning of every year, right, in our lives, like to make big change, like follow these 12 steps, Mm. you know, five steps to a better you, five steps to becoming a better writer, five steps to whatever, like, and it's like this revolutionary thing and you follow these steps and you've got all this big change, right? Whereas... The natural order of growth in the universe for human beings, certainly, and even just for everything, is evolution. Mm-hmm. My my growth journey is an evolution. So it's because so it's like it might be there might be some radical change, but it's more because I'm it's just that I'm being intentional about things. I'm intentional yes. about how who I have community with, about therapy, about um, certain practices like writing and creating things. Um, and, you know, intentional about how I live and pay attention to my body and all of those little things and just a continued commitment to growing and learning and unlearning and I keep following that and that's it. And that's how I, and what happens is I look back and if you don't notice it and then you look back five years and think, wow, I have completely changed. Like you would call that a revolutionary change, but it's not revolution. It's just evolution because you've just done it. It's almost happened without you knowing it, just by you engaging in the right practices, in the mm-hmm. right community for a, a period of time. Um, and you didn't follow a five-step program. It wasn't a preset program. It was your your journey that you chose and that is unique to you. 
And that's much better than anything, any kind of revolutionary thing that we try. Um, I saw a post. It's funny you said that. I think it was just the other day, like maybe even yesterday, where it was saying there is no quick fix. Mm. It's all about just consistently showing up and trying. And I was like, ooh, yeah, I feel like the end of 2023 was me finally like coming to terms with that, like fully accepting that knowledge in my body. But really what – because I think in the past I always thought, well, yeah, be consistent, show up, that's great, whatever. But I don't think that I actually believed in the outcome of that process. And then this last year um, I was really, really fortunate and it was something I prioritized. I, one of the things that I prioritized last year was I want to be in natural bodies of water more. I want to be outside more. I want to be near nature. And thankfully, um, sometimes exhaustingly so, I was outside a lot and in water and just observing nature in a whole new way that I hadn't really gotten to since the pandemic. Um, I'd been locked away inside so much. And so through travel and through other things like I was really observing the changing of seasons in a way more in real time in a way more present way, like actually being out there with the seasons. And I would see just incrementally every day the smallest things changing. And you would just see how it was transforming and taking over the space, you know? And even like with this winter solstice, the whole point of that is that's the darkest night of the year. And then each day it's just getting a smidge lighter. Mm. But you don't even notice that it's happening until, boom, you have this blinding, you know, light in front of you. And so, like, just kind of seeing that fully play in, like, four seasons last year for me was kind of like my body actually bearing witness to that fully for the first time in a way that was just me paying attention and noticing. And now I fully believe in that process. And I fully believe that sometimes if I feel like nothing's happening – that might actually be okay, or it just might be very slow and I don't see it yet, but that doesn't mean it's not happening. And I hadn't had that hope in a, or trust in a long time mm. in that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's a definitely a shift in thinking that you, when you go from those two. Like, it, when, when, you, when you really kind of boil it down, I guess evolution is – how we're meant to live. Like, it's the natural yeah. order of the earth. You know, it's, it's how... It's how the earth turns. You know, it's how the earth has grown through since the beginning. It's how how the universe has <laughs> gone since the beginning. You know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and here we are, you know, and that's... This kind of whole... And I use the word deconstruction for lack of a better word, but the whole deconstruction thing, the process that starts with deconstruction, is a journey out of um, a journey to discover your own humanity, um, yeah. discover who you are as a human being, and to become fully human. Which is because when we, because what I've realised is that when we live. We're brought up in capitalism. We're kept, we're, ca- we're conditioned to to live in capitalism. We're conditioned to think like capitalism, and uh, human beings aren't meant to be aren't designed for capitalism at all. Um, but, but the whole mm-hmm. the whole process of that, that healing, growth, deconstruction, whatever, is unlearning all of that 
and just becoming connected to the earth and to your humanity. And so you go from a revolutionary way of thinking to an evolutionary way of thinking and living and being. And uh, so, um, yeah, and that's uh, that's quite a thing. And you can only see it in hindsight as well. Like I could, yes. if you try and plan it all in advance and like, like it's those kind of five step courses where you or ten steps or whatever where you have to follow these steps and you know you get to a final solution is or it's all kind of contingent on the on you being a robot like and you like doing everything perfectly and those steps um and you being fit and able and healthy and well and mentally well and physically well and not having any problems um that's the problem with those those courses. And for some that kind of works because that's that's they're so they've been so conditioned into that way of thinking and maybe it suits their kind of their personality that that's how it works for them. And mm-hmm. you know, but no, you're not wrong. I've definitely observed that but, before. But, but I think for most people, it doesn't. And uh, and I've always really wondered why I found those courses so intuitively. Just didn't like them intuitively, and that's what that is why it is. It's because they're not they're not. They're not designed for human beings, for me. <laughs> you know, I was, um, uh, I recently rewatched, which was actually a very fun inner child activity, but um, I was rewatching the Chronicles of Narnia films. Oh, and yeah, and it had been, I mean, years. And I read the books. I had yeah, the old VHS, BBC, all, all of those before they even made the newer films. Anyway, so I was all into that. And I was I was watching the first one, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Mm. And I was really observing the change of Narnia from winter to spring, but also when you were saying, like, kind of taking that time to unlearn all of the, you know, to deconstruct that period of time that you were talking about. As you were talking about it, I had this visual of when Aslan breathed, the lion breathes life back into the frozen statues yeah. um, that were once people. Right, but the white witch robbed them of their humanity by freezing them and not letting them just be. And so I was thinking about that. And I was like, you know, I think the last three to four years of me, what, because, well, it's been longer than that. I started deconstructing, I think, when I was 26 fully, and I'm 31 now. And I think I thought that just because I was unlearning things, that meant that I was also processing and healing them. Mm. And I don't think that was actually the timeline I was on, even if I wanted to be. And so now I'm like, oh, I think everything has disintegrated and fallen away. It just took more time than I thought it would. And now I'm here as a newborn person with a very different worldview um, in all the ways and also has been through a lot of different things now. And I'm like, huh. Oh, it, what 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 are the right questions for me to be asking myself? Not what everyone else asks or the world asks of us. Like, what do I actually like? Like, it's it's been harder than I thought to come up with good questions to ask myself about. Mm-hmm. Was what, where does could this lead you? Do you really want to do that, or is that just conditioning? Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. That was just funny that you said that because it brought up that visual for me and just breathing humanity back into myself yeah that's right and that's what it is it's you know it's it's um yeah that's what it is it's 
breathing humanity back into yourself. I love that phrase. Yeah, it made me think of breath work, which I've been trying to get back. I've actually been getting back into and just really being amazed by how quickly it can change my body and my mind. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, every time I'm like, oh, I'm breathing, I'm breathing life back into myself a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's what, that's it, isn't it? That's the, that's becoming more human. Um, you're breathing life back into your humanity, I guess, you know, it's, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, and this affects every part of our lives as well. Like it, um, one thing it really affects. Yeah, we're an ecosystem. Yeah. Our bodies are ecosystems. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And um, one area it affects is our creativity. You know, I, I've found that as I've become more human and become more myself that I am and more kind of disconnected from those systems around me that I actually have a healthier writing practice and have been able to come back to writing and mm. just enjoy it. And uh, now I'm just like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to, I'm just having ideas and I'm writing them down and I'm taking months to write pieces. And I'm not setting any deadlines on them, not setting any timelines on where I'm going to publish them. Um, I'm just, um, I'm just writing. Um, I'm just writing. Um, when, when it's coming and I'm taking my time to refine pieces. I'm taking my time to um, get them right and get to say what I want to say and get them good. Um, and when they're ready, they're ready. And then it's just a joy to publish them. And it's a joy to, but the, the real joy is, is making them, you know, it's, it's making it. It's, yeah. it's just, I don't have any agenda. I don't have any plans to be a published author or to, um, you know, to have a career or uh, or to do anything that capitalism would tell me to, to do. You know, it's it's just I just want to make stuff that I love to make, and that's yeah. it. And it's so much healthier. You know, it's so much more enjoyable. And you know, you're able to and you're able to listen to yourself a lot more and give yourself permission to write whatever you're going to write. Yeah. Um, so, no, you. Yeah. Ugh. And some of it you don't have to. Use, and some of it you don't even have to share. Some of it only you will see, and that's all. That, that's that's okay, because that's maybe that's why you write it in the first place, is so that you could get it out of your system, get it out of your body. Um, We've sometimes forgotten that we're always creating for ourselves first. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's easy to lose sight of, especially with social media, and yeah, again, capitalism. Like it's funny because as you were saying that, I had a conversation with one of my cousins recently who is contemplating a big career life change. And when I was saying, oh, well, what's going to keep you here at your current position, right? Like if they offered you this, that, and the third to not leave, what would be, would that change anything for you? Because I'm so used to thinking of things through that kind of lens because also, cause I'm poor, but you know, like I, you know, more money or more status or more, if they give you more of that, will you stay? And she said to me, and this is what really stopped me in my tracks. She said, um, well, I'm sure that they're going to lay some offers on the table, but what they're talking to is a change of heart from me. And that's not something they can control or change. Mm -hmm. like my heart has changed. 
And I, so therefore, like, I must align with that. And I always think to myself, I'm like, I don't ever think about my heart changing. I think <laughs> I'm so cerebral at times that, you know, like, I'm just like, well, I'm, I'm, if I change my mind, it's because I think that it's going to get me to a more prosperous place in a lot of the ways that they try to get us to measure success. And I'm still like, I would be interested to learn a little from you. How did you, cause you've become, you've, like you said, you're writing when you want to write, you're editing when you want to edit, so on and so forth. Yeah. When did you start to really notice that, um, was kicking in and like you weren't fighting it anymore because I find that I'm having a very hard time letting myself – like I feel that pressure of, oh, I should be writing or, oh, I should post this or this, that, the third. Like what helped you over time release that pressure from it yourself? It took a long time. It took a long time. Um, I think I had to spend a lot of time just away from writing, not writing at all. Um, and doing a lot of healing work we're in therapy in community with friends of mine talking about what happened to me and why and doing some healing work with some parts with internal family systems therapy um mm. and yeah and it just i kept doing that and you know i kept writing random little bits and pieces but nothing serious i guess one day i just I just felt something and I just started writing this piece, which became my first piece back for quite a long time. Um, Death in a living room, you know, about mm. uh, when I, when I, you know, I'd always thought I'd lost everything. And, but in fact, actually it was the death of a lot of all these false securities I built up with myself. False securities of having a mortgage, having a job, having enough money, having a career, yeah. being of a published author, being a, you know, being successful, being liked by everybody else, all these things, like, just dis just died this night. Um, and I wrote, I just literally wrote out this story, and and I, I just, I didn't rush to publish it, because I wasn't thinking about publishing at that point. And I just wrote it, and I thought, when I finished it, I thought, I need to share this, I need to put this out there, this feels, feels like I need to, it needs to be told and then as i so i did and i got just this really great response you know it was just um it was just amazing and it was like my first published piece for six years um and when i when i put it out there afterwards i was reflecting on it and i thought this feels like the end of something actually this feels like you know it's it's the end of a chapter this is i needed to write this this piece to end to end that other season yeah to kind of give it a good goodbye to acknowledge what happened to acknowledge you know everything really and how i'd been and how i'd seen everything and how i'd what, and what the past had done to me and and what i'd had to go through and um to acknowledge that put that in the world and say it, say, it, say it for myself so that yeah. I could move on to doing other bit other things. It was like it yeah. was the end of it was the end of that other. It was saying goodbye to the writer that I had been. Um, it wasn't really me. Powerful. Yeah, and it was. Well, yeah, exactly. It was really powerful. And after that, I um, after that, I 
I started to get more ideas and I started to feel like but the process of going through of, of writing that was like it she almost like showed me a showed me a path to how I could do things going forward because it took me a couple of months really to write that and finish it up and I had when I was doing it I didn't have any plan to publish it so I wasn't like thinking about publishing mm -hmm. and um so when I did like it was it's like oh this is a th I actually kind of like this process of just taking my time with something and not rush rushing it like really it and just <laughs> crafting it and just making it not perfect because nothing is perfect but making it as good as it can be like saying things the way I want to say them like not having a deadline I kind of liked all of that I liked that way of doing things I was like this is how I'm going to do things going forward I'm not going to have a deadline I'm not going to have an um, I'm just I'm not even going to have a I have to publish something any any period like uh, I'm just going to write what I want to write and when it's ready I'll put it out <laughs> and the first thing I wrote after that was was after Matthew Perry's death it was yes. about Matthew Perry and, and grief and Oh, that was beautiful. Um, and that was that was something that took me a couple of weeks to write that. Um, but um, it was that was that was a very spontaneous piece because I was grieving Matthew Perry um, mm -hmm. because I, you know, he he was part of my life for thirty years. I watched Friends when it was first on in yeah. the nineties, so you know, I'd known. I didn't realize how much of an emotional attachment I had to. Chandler and to Matthew Perry, I, I didn't realize until he died, and it really hit me like, unexpectedly. Um, and I had, and there was a lot I had to say about grief and how we grieve and how these things allow us to express grief that we've been keeping in. And yeah, and it just it was just a natural thing to write. And um, yeah, I took and again I didn't set a deadline for it, although I had a kind of thought I don't want to wait too long after he's died to put this out because you know people might have forgotten or something but you know but um I didn't want to I certainly didn't want to do it immediately after he died I wanted to give some time yeah. for people to grieve you know um but um but yeah that was the next thing that came out and then something came out this week and the thing that came out this week I've been working on for about three months um in truth uh it took me I started working on it in October and I finished it last the kind of the end of last month and then it was ready to go and it was just a matter of deciding when I was going to publish it and I published it right. uh, this week the week they're recording it we're recording this um and and that was about kind of capitalism and algorithms and and grief um and I think that's the title of the piece in fact so yeah I mean like and I've got other things loads of ideas already kind of there but they're all got about seven different seven different drafts there at the moment some of them are just like one sentence at the moment some of them are paragraphs some of them are you know it's, it's you're making me feel better about my notes app oh yeah my no oh my notes app like um here's a story as well actually uh, i was <laughs> watching lord of the rings last week i was watching the, the um the uh, extended edition so oh the only way to yeah, watch absolutely, them yeah yeah, even though they've got 27 minutes of credits in the first one, which is mad, by the way. Um, I remember. So funny, time but I just thought, wow, that's, a, that's longer than an episode of a TV show <laughs> just on credit. Um, but no, but I, would, I watched the first two hours and I thought, okay, I need a break because it's heavy stuff. So you need a break. 
and I and I hadn't had my phone on while I've been watching it. I just left it, and I sat there and I thought oh, I was trying to find something else to watch, something that would stimulate me. And I was like, "There's nothing that's stimulating me right now. Hmm. Hmm. There's literally nothing." And I had and I just this question entered my mind. It was like, "What would it be like to not be stimulated at all? What would you? What would happen if you weren't stimulated at all?" And I just wrote this question down on my notes app. And then it started leading into other questions and uh, other questions. And I started writing, I wrote this whole thing on my phone, this whole piece on my phone. And it was like, oh my God, this is really, really good. Like, uh, <laughs> and it became this really long thing. And it was just, it was, uh, it was amazing. You know, and it was just, that, that's literally just following a thread, you know, um, following yeah. curiosity. And that is what I try and do now with, with creating things. It's just, Follow curiosity. If I have a question, if I have a thought, just follow it and see where it takes you. And it might take you to nowhere. It might take you to like just writing something that nobody ever sees. But it's the whole joy of it is following that thread and seeing where it goes. Yeah, absolutely. The adventure of creativity. The adventure of creativity. I like that. Yeah. It is an adventure. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So that's, I don't, that's my kind of new creative process I, I haven't thought about what i would do if i wanted to write a book yet i'm trying to figure out that how i would you know how i would uh, write a book you know how would i approach that because it's a longer bit of writing but at the same time you know i'm the way that I, the, the, the the new process that i'm finding in my substack stuff is probably helpful along that way as well to be honest yeah so i have to yeah. apply the current process to chapters focus on that chapter and rather than anything else then yeah then the whole the whole that's the problem for me is so many things i view as whole picture um or i get too married into the one thing like the go down the rabbit hole it's like i i oscillate in between those extremes a lot so my lately i've been trying to work on just kind of centering my body in a calmer way, like trying to lower my cortisol levels and like actually engage in my body in a, in a health, healthy way um, instead of ignoring it so much. It's I'll keep you updated on how it's going. But I've noticed that I, when, like you said, like what happens when I'm not, uh, for me, I feel like I'm not in a constant period of overstimulation especially being neurodivergent, but I've done so much work this winter of letting myself sleep more, letting myself be still, letting myself not have all of these excess distractions or to-dos like I normally do that now I'm like, oh, I think now I might actually have the focus to try new things. You know, like, like you said, like you're figuring out this is a process that feels good, so I'm going to keep it instead of this is how you have to do the process in order to get the thing at the end of the line. Like you said, it's so much more just about following the thread and then you'll start to notice which threads are the same color or the same pattern, you know, and being like, yeah, I want to weave that more regularly in this space of my life or my creative practice. And then you know, over here I have threads that go to this other thing and like just, yeah, getting to play with that is feeling really, really, um, 
like the first spark of like ideas and creativity I've had in a while. So I, it's nice to feel like I'm like, I'm, I'm not feeling the pressure to do a lot of output right now, but I feel like I'm building resources and ideas to really enjoy it in the spring when everything wakes up again. And I think I'll be energetically because I actually let myself winter (laughs) <laughs> you know, I might be able ready to go in a, in a way that I haven't been in the last few years. That's definitely a thing for me as well. Like the seasons of the year, like winter, when it's really dark outside and it's cold, I, I you know, I'm not normally in the best of moods then. You know, no, I get ill either. or whatever, I get a fluey thing or, you know, and I just kind of don't like it, you know, and I, I get seasonal defective disorder as well sometimes. Like, um, yeah. I'm on antidepressants, so it doesn't affect me as much. And I have a sun lamp, which is always useful. If you have, Those are great. If you have a seasonal, if you have seasonal affective disorder, get a sun lamp. It does make a difference. Um, but it just, but it doesn't. But I'm not my, my most creative at those periods. Mm. And maybe that's okay. You know, you don't have to be creative all the time. Again, the whole idea that you have to be creative all the time is a capitalist thing. Like, you have to do it all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time, on demand. Like, no, you don't. You're not, you're yeah. not a machine. Um, you're not a machine. You, you don't have to, to keep producing all the time. Last year, I ended up traveling more, mostly for work, but I ended up traveling more last year than I had in probably since 2017, long time. And I was thinking about it while I traveled of like, oh, well, you know, artists, especially like music artists and painters and writers, they used to go for months on end where they were just traveling and experiencing life because they needed to experience life to write about it. And I was like, well, this is really the first time you've really had the opportunity to experience life in three, four years. So in that way, like in the outside world. And so of course you don't have any much to write about yet. Like you're still having your adventures. You're still developing connections and experiences and, you know, like just enjoy soaking that in right now. And, um, yeah, I st- so that was like I finally think my body actually understood that for the first time, and that feels really, really good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really good. Yeah. It's 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 so liberating when when we finally discover that and embrace it. Definitely. Now we can look forward to the spring yeah. and everybody's rebirthing, <laughs> waking up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see what we wake up to. Yeah, this year's going to be interesting. Most definitely. A lot of things happening this year. Um, and I'm open to all of it, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't have to know. I, I, have, I have a major thing going on personally. I have a um, potentially something else personally which wouldn't be so great. Um, and... And there's other things happening in the world this year. There's elections in both of our countries, um, mm-hmm. which are really important elections, especially in your country. There's Absolutely. Choosing between a dictatorship and a democracy. <laughs> um, like, um, and so it's like one of those, it's just like, what I'm finding as well, what I'm finding really is this, 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 uh, there's this kind of grief and joy kind of go hand in hand. There is not, Yes. Um, there's no happy ever after. There's no capitalist story where everything works out and suddenly everything's okay in your life. 
life is life yeah. is the the kind of balance of joy and grief both absolutely um, just accepting there is you, you have both and there's always going to be a bit of both there's not going to be a moment where everything is perfect um like you know, everything is going well uh when there's no challenges or when there's no you know it, it, it's just not reality it's not realistic that's yeah not, that's not being negative either because no it's just because you can have joy at the same time as you have grief oh yeah i do it all the time yeah, i think that's <laughs> what people don't realize sometimes is that these things go hand in hand they don't the, the, the multiple sensations our body and emotion has in one day like you know how could it not all be intertwined absolutely to a certain absolutely. point yeah. yeah yeah it's all part of being human you know it's uh it's all carried in our bodies that's why it's important to be in tune with our bodies and listen to our bodies well i'm very glad that we have opened up to our own humanity together james yes and have it's always such good conversations. Oh yeah, we have great to... conversations. We definitely should do more more episodes. Just to say, everyone, actually, we didn't really plan what we were going to talk about today. We just decided that we would just talk about how we were and, and then see where and followed the followed our curiosity. To see where we we followed the thread. Exactly <laughs> what we did today. We 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 followed the curiosity. We listened to intuition. We we followed the questions that we had and just saw where it took us. So that is really. This today is an example of what we've been talking about, I would say. Uh, mm -hmm. Absolutely. And um, I really hope you can all do that in your creativity because it is, and in your lives, because it's, um, it's, a, it's a much healthier way to live. It's a more human way to live. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll do another episode like this sometime. I would love that. Cat will be back for sure. I schedule enough in life. I would love something to just be unstructured for work. So yeah, I, would, I, enjoy I, I love it. I love. I love the whole kind of freedom to express yourself, freedom to explore. It's great. Um, oh. And where can people find you and your work? They can find me on Substack. I have a free newsletter, um, and I also am on Instagram and TikTok. I do tarot readings for people. I write little things here and there, and do lots of other random, eclectic, creative things. But my handle for every um, thing on social is Cat with the Cards. And uh, yeah, I'm in Philly. If you're listening to this and local, and uh, James, it was just lovely to talk to you as always and i always appreciate you giving me a space to share my thoughts and my voice so you're welcome you're absolutely welcome um yeah it's great to have you on the show um thanks for listening everybody i really appreciate you all listening uh, and have a great week